Hey guys, welcome back to Those Murder Girls Podcast. I am your host, as always, Raina. And the story I have for you today is awful. It's all bad. I typically don't like to cover the active cases because it's hard to keep up with the developments and I don't like to leave you guys hanging or in the dark or counting on me to come back and give you all of the updates because sometimes it's a lot and I'm working on a lot of things, so I just don't think it's fair. But you'll know why I covered this one if you haven't heard it already once I get into it. A lot of you have probably seen the headlines of a gorgeous, glamorous, perfectly dainty, porcelain-faced social media influencer, Abby Choi. She was only 28 years old when she went missing last Tuesday, February 21st, and her family learns about her disappearance when they are notified that she did not show up to pick up her daughter. So right off the bat, this huge reward is offered right away in Abby's disappearance by Chan Truck Kwan, who is Abby's husband. They had this like unofficial civil ceremony, so they're not legally married, but I'm going to refer to him as her husband because I think that's only fair. So he comes out and offers this $2 million reward in Hong Kong dollars. And Taiwanese celebrity Doris added another million of her own dollars to that reward. Abby was last seen alive entering a seven-seater van, kind of like those Mercedes like Sprinter vans, is what I envisioned. So she was last seen getting into the van alive. And people believe that that van was being driven by her ex-brother-in-law, who is a very close friend to her, named Anthony. Anthony is the brother of Abby's ex-husband, Alex. Abby and Alex had gotten married when she was just 18 and the two divorced a couple of years later around 2016. So they haven't been together for, you know, quite a while. It is believed that Anthony lured Abby into the van, who at the time of her disappearance was seen wearing a white t-shirt, white trousers, white slippers, and carrying a beautiful purple handbag. He lured her from her multi-million dollar flat into the van telling her that he was going to drive her to pick up her daughter. This wasn't something that Abby would ever second guess or think was sus because Anthony was actually her chauffeur and a close business partner and very, very close friend. Police say a short time after the two set off on this trip to go pick up Abby's daughter, the van approaches the entrance to the Lion Rock Tunnel where it abruptly pulls over. When it pulled over, it stopped to pick up Abby's ex-husband, Alex, who's Anthony, the driver's brother. And this would be very out of the ordinary. So once the three are in the van together, someone, Alex or Anthony, caused Abby great bodily harm. And this was evident from the blood splatter that was found inside the van later. So from the tunnel where the van was pulled over, the van then drives to this empty flat in the Taipao district of Hong Kong. Abby's reported missing on Wednesday, February 22nd. Her family has no idea where she's at, and they are so concerned. That's when Abby's former in-laws, Alex's family, was contacted and questioned by authorities. So the stories that they give about Abby's whereabouts vary between Alex, Anthony, and their dad, Kwong. So the same day that they start to question the family, they start beginning their search for Abby. So a lot of time was lost in the beginning of this case because of the false accusations that Alex and his family had made as to where Abby was. So she wouldn't be found until a couple of days later on the 24th. That's when authorities went back to visit that rental flat in the Taipo district of Hong Kong. When they walk in, they 
are taken aback by the scene. It's unimaginable. It's undescribable. Abby is found completely dismembered inside of this flat, the flat that Anthony is said to have driven her to the day of her disappearance. This discovery was obviously just the most horrific, worst-case scenario that could have ever come about. Abby was known to document her glamorous life to her hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers. She was always surrounded by the most luxurious brands, beautiful food, travel, photo shoots, and she was so humble, embracing each moment of her influential life. So inside of that flat, along with a dismembered mother of four, who recently was on the cover of Monaco's fashion magazine, La Officiale Monaco, were the murder weapons that were believed used to dismember this beautiful, beautiful woman. An electric saw was found, a meat slicer, hammer, face shields used by her killers, raincoats, and masks. And along with all of these things were her clothes, her purse, her ID card, and credit cards scattered all about. And when police find out who rented this flat, they are just appalled because Abby's former father-in-law, Kwong, had rented the flat out just a few weeks prior. And police say it was rented out for one purpose and one purpose only, to be converted into a killing ground. Miss Wu was the person that was referenced as being the one to rent the property to Kwong. She worked as a masseuse and was apparently also the lover of Alex's father, Kwong, for at least six months. And this chick is shady. The more I read about her, I'm like, dude, you guys need to keep her locked up forever. She knew of Kwong's wife and his family at home, but bragged to her friends and her coworkers about this wealthy man who wanted to take care of her. And I don't know to what extent that he did take care of her, but her coworkers say that she stopped coming to work on a regular basis, which means that obviously Kwong was supporting her in one way or the other. And this isn't the first time that she's done him a solid. She had also rented out Alex a luxury flat when he was wanted by authorities so he can stay in hiding. So this lady is like putting in work for Kwong and his family. Abby's murder was savage. Parts of her were found inside of the refrigerator, including her legs, and inside of a large soup pot, which is obviously just unimaginable that her ex-in-laws and her ex-husband either were going to eat her or had been eating her in the form of soup. And we should expect better from this family considering how Kwong is actually a former Hong Kong police sergeant. We should have been able to expect a lot better from all of these people. But we obviously can't because he's the worst kind of human. And when you're a really shitty human, you're a really shitty cop to say the least. He didn't retire from the police force the way that he kind of says he did. He was actually forced into retirement after sexually assaulting an unnamed woman. So this guy is just like the ultimate piece of shit. So all four of the suspects, ex-husband, brother, mother, father, and Miss Wu have been arrested with charges in connection to Abby's dismemberment and her murder. Her ex had to be arrested after going on the run. He was found last Saturday at a popular pier where he was trying to flee Hong Kong on a speedboat. On him at the time was $500,000 in Hong Kong dollars and luxury watches totaling $4 million. This arrest was not the first for Alex either. He was actually wanted by authorities 
when he was arrested for a gold scam that he was involved in on social media and for making false investments. And just to note, Kwong, Alex's father, he also has a criminal record. He was being investigated at the time of his arrest last week for purchasing a government-subsidized property, which are only for individuals who have assets less than 1.85 million Hong Kong dollars. And turns out he is worth way more than that. So hopefully they nail him for that too. You know, just to be sure that he never gets out of prison. So everyone who participated in this very well-planned out and methodical murder appeared in court on Monday and are all being held without bail until their next court date and until the rest of Abby's remains are located and the authorities are able to conduct an accurate and thorough investigation. This case is beyond fucked and it kind of reminds me of Dirty Laundry's parents because it's believed that Kwong, Alex's dad, was the mastermind behind all of this. And Alex's mom knew about the plot to kill Abby and didn't do shit about it, but instead helped all the guys in her family dispose of all the evidence. And this is just what we know at this time. Who knows how far she went in participating in Abby's kidnapping, her murder, or her dismemberment. Abby was known to be super close to her in-laws and especially her mother-in-law who Abby vacationed with. She vacationed with the whole family and she always had her mother-in-law in her heart sending her gifts for Mother's Day and her birthday and whatever holiday. Of Abby's four kids who range from ages 3 to 10, two of them, the ones that she shared with Alex, are now living with Abby's mom and the two youngest that she had with Tran Kung Kwan, her current husband, those kids are, you know, with their father and with his family. At least one of the schools that the children attend has banned cell phones from their campus out of respect for one of Abby's children who attends there. And they have also made it a point to provide a team of very well-trained therapists to be on campus for any students who need support. At the time of Abby's death, she was worth over 100 million Hong Kong dollars. And her murder was apparently over that money and a multi-million dollar property that Abby was thinking of selling. So that property was legally purchased in the name of her father-in-law, Kwong. That way, Abby didn't have to pay an estimated $8 million in taxes, essentially. And this was an agreement between Abby and her ex-father-in-law and the family. She had the money. She was going to buy the flat. They could live in it. You know, that was no problem. She just, you know, was trying to save all that money in taxes. And her father-in-law, you know, was okay to put the property in his name. Thinking back on it, of course he would, like, offer or agree to put the house in his name. Like, he knew he didn't have anything to lose if, you know, shit went south. So, yeah, when Abby decided that she wanted to sell the house... They decided to take matters into their own hands, and they also had a problem with the way that Abby handled her own money, which doesn't make any sense, shouldn't be any of their business. That's a problem for them to deal with. Like, this is all her money. She's the influencer. She's the one bringing it in. She's supporting you guys. Like, it's none of your business what she does with her money. So once Abby had the thought of selling the flat, Alex and his family, you know, flew into a panic. They were pissed. Abby knew that it was going to be a lot harder to get through this sale, this transaction. So she went and she hired legal counsel 
to make sure that she was able to sell the house. You know, she's like, I bought the house. It's my money. This is the reason why it's in Kwong's name. And her attorney said, yes, if you can prove that you paid for the property yourself, you have the right to sell it and you have the right to any money that comes from that sale. And she was like, "Okay, you know, I totally can. I actually paid for the entire house within months of me financing it. I think she bought it in July and by October it was already fully paid off. And it's not like Abby was going to throw the family like out on the streets. She had told them once she sells the property, she was going to put them up in a new property. Like Abby was one of the most giving and loving and compassionate people ever. She even helped Anthony, her friend and business partner, buy a piece of property for himself. She was so generous. She would have never kicked them out on the street or make them fend for themselves, which now thinking back on it, she probably should have, but she wouldn't have ever. That's just not who Abby was. Last Sunday, police said that they had recovered Abby's ribs and skull, which they had been searching tirelessly for. And her missing body parts actually were inside of that big pot of soup that was found inside of the rental kitchen. Inside of the pot was a thick layer of fat at the top, carrots, radish, all prepped and boiled together, along with meat from Abby's body, her ribs, and her skull. It's just awful. A sizable hole was found on Abby's skull, and authorities think that from what they see now, that would probably be the fatal wound that Abby sustained before passing away. That's just what they think at this point because there are still body parts of Abby that have not been located, including her arms, her hands, and her torso. (sighs) There are over 100 searchers that have been working super long hours to find the rest of Abby's remains. This once gorgeous model who appeared in Vogue, Elle, and Harper's Bazaar is just now scattered around Hong Kong somewhere. Police are searching everywhere, including a cemetery that Alex had been seen at in recent days, along with all of the dumps and through their sewer system. Bones have been recovered, but as of Thursday, which if you're listening Friday morning, yesterday, it's not known if those are animal or human. Authorities had vowed to keep searching until they find all of Abby. And they haven't said why, but authorities know that on February 22nd, the family, they didn't, haven't said who yet, possibly dumped body parts and weapons somewhere. So it sounds like they might have an idea of where that somewhere is, but that hasn't been made public yet. La Officiale, that magazine that Abby was last featured in, just recently dubbed her the most sought after influencer in the industry. Abby will be remembered for her iconic style and as a lovable media personality who took the world by storm. Abby had her whole entire life ahead of her. She was making a name for herself and she was already working on projects with fashion brands Chanel, Dior, and Valentino. Aside from fashion and jet setting, Abby loved her children and her family so much. And she loved animals too. She was actually the co-founder of an animal rescue charitable organization in Hong Kong. The Choi family has gathered in front of the flat that their dear Abby was murdered in, dressed in all black to pay their deepest respects to her. Abby will be missed dearly by all of those she left behind and they will never get over this tremendous loss. I think I can speak for all of us when I say that we hope authorities 
are able to successfully conclude their investigation into Abby's murder and all of those responsible are punished to the fullest extent of the law. Thank you guys so much for joining me this week on Those Murder Girls podcast. I hope you guys loved the new music. Took me a while to find a song that I really, really liked. I wanted it to be uppity, catchy, but yet kind of dark and edgy. And I think I nailed it. So you'll have to let me know what you guys think. I will see you back here next Friday with a very special brand new episode. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.